Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? I'm amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's M Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. And with me as always, DJ Mark. So, Also joining me this week, the legend himself, Lavender Gooms. Hey guys. So we have a jam-packed day of days. We have three on the second Monday in October days, all right? Just right off the bat. We have National Online Bank Day. So if you have your passwords, send me your usernames and your passwords. You can figure some stuff out. I'll just take a little bit of a vig, maybe 30%. Who knows? Besides that, we have National Kick Butt Day, which I think is pretty apt and appropriate for a MMA podcast. And specifically the other kick is, butt? Sorry, specifically I'm, kick butt? You no, know, you, sometimes you kick a butt in MMA. You know, so sounds like something like sounds like a team leader of like a real estate office. I came up with that one. Just rally the troops. Let's go kick butt today. Yeah, look, man. <laughs> there's I'm a, like I'm not surprised. There's a day for that. There's a day for fucking everything. Do we celebrate National Pizza Day no less than four times a year? I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> well, I mean, we should be cool. celebrating Pizza Day like every day. But uh, go ahead. Trust Sorry. me, you'll you'll know what I mean when I say there's a day for everything. Uh, in just a little bit, uh, we have the third um day native american day so find yourself an indian give him a hug In- indigenous people day that's a legitimate holiday people people got off today mike Not i don't like think that's actually indigenous people day i, I think th- it's just literally native american day i think it's called i think it depends where you live i think in Ca- i think california yeah. calls yeah, it yeah, indigenous here. people's day i think there's a lot of states that just call this columbus day still so yeah. you know I actually learned yesterday um, while with my parents in the Dominican Republic, which is where that piece of shit first landed in the New World, um, they actually call today Day of the Races. Um, And I just asked very simply, why don't you guys call it Columbus Day? And he essentially was like, because Columbus is an ass. So I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Nice to see that Dominicans are, uh, you know, uh, got their head on straight in somewhere, some places. Anyway, let me get back to it. So, we also have a happy National Moldy Cheese Day. Guys, what are your favorite moldy cheeses? I mean, Gorgonzola is really up there, to be honest. You know, don't want to say, I, I didn't want to say just blue cheese. cheese. Are those, are those, are those moldy cheeses? Blue cheese is a moldy cheese. It's, I actually just had a blue cheese burger today. The man said goat. Yeah, goat, goat and feta though. Those aren't moldy cheeses, nah. are they? Those They're are crumbly. Nah. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't mess with the moldy cheeses too much. But blue cheese is. Give me some uh, Roquefort. You know that type of blue cheese. That's where it's at, folks. You know, man. I don't cheese. think they made cheese yet that I was just like, I don't accept this. You know, I'll, 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 I'm pretty much down for any cheese. Cheese is Fair the best. Enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, two more days. We have National Leaf Erickson Day. He was apparently some Norse explorer, and. Also, and now the day that made me raise an eyebrow, 
uh, when I was researching this five minutes before the podcast. I wish you all a happy National Pro-Life Cupcake Day. Pro what? National Pro-Life Cupcake Cupcake Day. Day. What is a Pro-Life Cupcake? Before I get angry that we're talking, that we're supporting (laughs) Pro-Life Cupcake Day. Oh, you're going to get angry, and I'm happy for the question, which allows me to say what it is. On October 9th, National Pro-Life Cupcake Day encourages open dialogue and an exchange of cupcakes. What's this open dialogue about? On this day, cupcakes are baked to honor the lives of those not yet born. The day also raises awareness about the Mike. issue of abortion. Mike. Cupcakes are a sweet way to get a conversation started on a difficult subject. Mike, I was just looking forward to avoiding the Israeli-Palestine conflict today. And you're just like, you know, let's just roll the fucking grenade of abortion in the middle of this fucking MMA podcast. <laughs> Where if we were going to lower the dialogue anymore, one of us would have to fart into the microphone. Okay. I mean, Jesus. And in, in, in consecutive sentences, you're talking about Israeli Palestine and grenades. I mean, who's really the one uh, blowing stuff up? Oh, Man. Jesus. I didn't mean to do that one. Yeah. Okay. Here we are. Podcast five minutes in. If we, if we have anybody listen to this thing, we'd be canceled already. Boys and girls, we're going to try to talk about MMA. Um, Mike's sitting there wondering he's, if he's going to ask me, should we start over? I'm just waiting, Mike. You just go ahead and make that decision nah, right Matt, now. We, we, we do it live. We do it live. Mark's like, I'm trying to eat dinner. We've got to get the fuck this thing over with. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, all right, boys and girls, uh, talk about a little bit about MMA because UFC – Put out a irrelevant card, and the other MMA promotions had an opportunity to do something with it. One FC put on a decent card the night before. Bellator took a fat dump in the middle of their cage, and then celebrated at the end of it. Um, might have been a bit harsh, but it's okay. First off, Mark, mm. our guy Bobby Green. Yeah. Your friend Bobby has never been happier to lose five dollars. I started just—I sure. like, was stoked. Would you explain a thirty-second fight, thirty-three-second fight to our fans here? <laughs> the yeah, I mean, we all drive away. Yeah, we all picked Grant Dotson to win this one. I mean, I, the odds were, you know, highly in his favor as well. And then not because we disliked Bobby Green or didn't think he had a chance to win. Grant has just looked. Sorry, Mark, awesome. four to one ish, Mike. Remember what was it like? Four to one, probably in favor of Grant Dawson. And Bobby Green overcame. <sighs> Let's see if I can find I it. I think it was talking. like plus. 300 or 400 i can't remember how do you honestly when you say this sorry mark to interrupt for a second here but how do you like when i tell like okay grant dawson for example like so grant dawson was a minus 350 at the end and bobby green was plus 280 so for the sake so am i like do i say bobby green is a is a like a three to one underdog or three to one under and bobby and grant dawson is a three and then grant dawson is three and a half to one favorite so it's whatever number you go with what's next to them, actually, because there's a gap there, obviously. One's 350, one's 280. Like, I you know. believe that's how it is, yeah. So I would say Bobby Green, like, three to one underdog in this case. Yeah, sure. All right, Marcus, sorry. We continue. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and for a decent reason, I mean, Grant Dotson, I mean, there's a huge age gap. Dotson has looked really good in his last fight. He was completely dominant. Um, Beat our guy, Ismagulov. Yeah, Ismagulov. And, <laughs> This style of fight potentially could be difficult for Bobby. You know, I, Bobby's a, you know, he, he does have good wrestling, um, but, you know, he usually does like the stand and bang. So if Dawson was able to get him down and get on top, and that's really where, you know, Dawson does a lot of his best work. You know, it, it potentially could have been a very difficult fight for, 
or Bobby Green. But, you know, like we mentioned last week, Bobby's very tricky on the feet. He's very crafty. Um, the way he stands, the way he moves, the way he switches stances, which is basically where he got the knockout here, um, can cause some difficulty for some fighters. Um, but I don't think any of us saw him, you know, lighting him up in the first 30 seconds. I mean, Bobby's had some quick performances. You can look at his fight with Al Alaquinta. I think only went a couple minutes in the first round where he got a knockout as well. I'm against another guy who's, you know, fairly you know adept at wrestling so it's not like completely out of the realm that he's able to use his own wrestling which i think is often underrated to you know work his hands and do some damage there but this was quite the performance and really grant came out there maybe trying to get bobby to, to play the stand-up game to, to get him away from thinking you know when the shot was going to come because he came out swinging like he, he went right after him he, he took the center um he was throwing some big shots and you know bobby was able to dance around it a little bit and very quickly, you know, was able to find the spacing for his, uh, you know, his left straight. So he was switching stances. He usually, you know, fights out of orthodox, um, blasted him with a left straight. Um, and, you know, Dawson went down. He and he finished the fight. You know, he, he went after those big shots and was able to, you know, land it. And Dawson just really wasn't able to, you know, recover quick enough to continue to fight. And easily Bobby Green's biggest win. Right. I mean, I think. His last fight with Tommy Ferguson was probably the biggest name he's ever beaten. But this was, I think Tony's name has been kind of dragged through the mud with his past performances and not looking super great. And then that fight even looking, not even looking super bad in that fight too. Oh, you're muted, Bob. Sorry, he's got to be ranked, right? Like I didn't look on these bullshit. I mean, the UFC rankings we made. Oh, today? Yeah, yeah like, I was kind of surprised. Because DC I, I said it, right? probably wasn't. I think DC well, said like Grant you're going to be ranked. Like 10. Yeah. Yeah, Grant was 10. And now he beat Tony and Grant, so it seems totally fair that he should. So it has ranked. not been updated because someone's no. got to tell Dana what order to put this in. Uh, ask Dana what order they want. He wants it, and I guess. Uh, but he was ten. You're right. Um, you are right, man. It's just uh, man still going. And Mike, you know how he won this one? How was that, Bobby? He said he smoked fifteen blunts a day. Wow. That's a lot of, that's that's a a lot lot of That's just all you did today. Like, that's just you started the day smoking blunts, and then, like, on the 15th blunt was over, you went to bed, right? Like, because, like, he's punching I mean, people in the middle here and grappling. One. How long does it take him to smoke a blunt as well? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is he smoking say, like, it like a cigarette? Is it taking him, like, 10 minutes to just crush a whole blunt? Well, okay, let's say this dude's practicing how many hours a day? How many of these hours a day are these guys training in their camp? Probably like, three, maybe like, three maybe, to four hours. I was going to say like, a couple hours in the morning, a couple three, hours later. Yeah. Huh? Mark. I believe you're muted, Mark. Yeah. Oh, two or three. That's what I would say. Two know. or three hours. I don't know his life. He's fitting in I'm just trying to say, like, he's only awake. Let's say he sleeps 10 hours, 9 hours during... Hey, 10 hours during camp is reasonable, all right? 9 hours, okay. He's awake for 15 hours. He's got a gym. He's got to work out, all this stuff. That's 5 hours. So he's got 10 hours a day of blunt smoking. Is someone rolling these blunts for him, too? How much time is he consuming yeah, is he just rolling and at breaking least, up weed? He lives in California. Yeah. He's getting pre-rolls, right? Come, that is not. That is an expensive way to smoke weed, also. Bobby, Bobby Green does not make enough money to have someone rolling his weed for him. I mean, Come on he now. was making 190 and 190. I mean, I don't know. He that sure. is not enough. Okay. Yeah. You, can't, you, can't, you can't pay someone a thousand bucks a day is it, just to make you 15 bucks. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if he's, he's like, you work value. Does, does, does Bobby Green, like, do what I do and wait for a good deal when he's on the, the we order website? He's buying in bulk. He's just like, yo, I need to get three of these. I need uh, three I of these five packs. Yo, they sell, they come in five packs a lot of these things. My dude is just <laughs> running through daily. Three packs a day.
If you just find out Bobby Reed owns a store, I think it'd make this all make more sense. Just put that out there. Like, it's getting in bulk. Um, let's get Bobby. I mean, I don't know. Bobby Reed's not going to make a title run here, Mike, right? Like, let's have some fun. Let's give him some of them other, some other veteran, I guess, right? Like, maybe he doesn't have to be fodder for this young, you know, RDA's number 11. Has he fought RDA? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't think he has. And, yeah, I think you can have some fun with him. He's in a nice stretch of his career. It's only a two-fight win streak, but he has two straight performance of the night bonuses. So you can advertise that, you know, like he's he's really killing it right now. He's just murdering dudes. I mean, um, a finish on pay-per-view and then a finish in the main event. Of, yeah. I mean, it's a whatever. It's a fight, Apex car, but it's a main event. And he finished a guy. Like. Some, sometimes it's not about how many wins. Sometimes it's about how many exclamation points mm-hmm. you've had in your last few fights. And two performances like this, those are two capitalized and bolded exclamation points yeah. that should make noise. I mean, Bobby Green, woof, good for him, Mark. You know, just good for him. We all like Bobby Green. He's always just, you know, yeah. Bobby Green's a good fighter. If you're not, if you're not minding your shit, Bobby Green will beat you. Bobby Green always, I mean, he reminded me of Jorge Masvidal, not in the sense of their, like, upbringing or anything. It's just like, this guy's good everywhere, man. This guy's going to, like, he's not, there's no area in this game where I'm like, oh, man, this guy's bad at this. Like, he had to grow up doing everything. He had to come up just doing everything. So. And to his own credit, like, he's kind of said and, and has backed this up. Like, he puts on fun performances. Like, he goes out there to entertain. And as someone that is a spectator, I can respect that, right? Like, he's talked in the past about, like, yeah, people don't, think of me as a very good wrestler because I don't wrestle because I go out there and I put my hands down and I try to punch the dude in the face and I talk shit and I'm trying to make a fun fight. You look at his Wikipedia page, man. You look at those bonuses on the side. He Dude ain't lying. Like yeah. he's going out there to get bonus checks because like, look at his base pay. I mean, look at you can either you can play it safe and you can rack up those wins and try to get the rankings and, and play hardball that way to get up there and, and make this serious cash. Or you can be an exciting fighter where people want to see you fight and you get these, you know, 50k maybe isn't like the biggest bonus in the world but when you're racking it up on every win and their wins right like he's winning i mean he's what, he's, show, he made one win, he made like 190 ish i think last fight let's say he made 190 again to win and show that's you know 380 you get a like what is that like a 15 you know feel 15 percent on top of that or whatever that is comes like that you know and he's made event on this one he got another 30k um, for that bullshit venom stuff he's wearing you know i don't know man bobby green yeah. maybe cleared like 500 of this before well, campies like so they were talking. You're talking about fights. Um, who's that guy that? Because so, someone called him out after. And it's the guy that you guys love, the the Brazilian guy who wanted all his money. He's like, give me the big money. Oh, Moicano. Uh, Moicano. That's that right. a great fight. That is a great. Fight. What has Moicano done since? At, has he been hurt? And did he? Did we get a Moicano fight since he's wanted all the money? I don't think we have. <laughs> he asked for money, and Dana's like, slow your roll. Yeah, dude has not fought <laughs> since last November. Moicano. Wants money. I laughed so hard, Mike. We were in like near tears. You were you were not the only one. Yeah, dude, I don't know how well it came over. I mean, people seemed excited, but the whole he went from like nobody cared about the fight while it was happening, and right. then when it was over, Moicano was name. the biggest star ever. Uh, another one that 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 definitely sprung to mind watching this fight, and I was at the time I was like, well, if Bobby loses and this guy wins, maybe it's a little tough, or if this guy loses his next fight, um, it. it and mostly just because of name value and because these guys aren't ranked. I think him and Patty could be kind of fun. I think they talk a lot of shit. Um, but we have to see how what he does with Ferguson, right? I, I think I think the smart money is that he'll probably be able to go through Ferguson because we're all you kind think of Patty beats Bobby. I don't know. I think that's a fun fight. I think I think Patty's kind of 
Well, he's not I getting don't know, better. You think he's bigger than Bobby? I think I just think with Patty. Honestly, it'd be cool. He's taking a year off here, coming back from injury. If he comes back and looks like he's improved, looks good. Because he kind of like he's not. A, I'm, I mean, look. As much as Patty comes off as a turd, it's not that he's a bad fighter. He is just a level of fighter. He is not yeah. like. I was just going to think of yeah. who's who's at 155. Big name. They could do something with with Bobby, and I was like. Yeah, maybe. Patty is December just, or November? December, right? Vegas? Know, sooner than that, but maybe not. Is it, that, is it that far out still? Well, because I mean, well, they're in Abu Dhabi. Patty's not going there. I don't think he's on the New York card because I think Patty's flat out said he doesn't want to fight in New York at all because of taxes. So I think he's in Vegas in, in December, I think. So, no, you're right, December 16th. So it's a ways away. So, yeah, I mean, I mean maybe too Bobby far. Fighting, Bobby fighting so often these days. Like, this is his sixth fight since... Um, and he wanted a December fight. He, he has to fight in December. Has to be in the, you know what? Yeah. Maybe he's thinking, I go win on that one. I get some attention for knocking out. Because like, a lot of fighters want to fight Patty. Because they all think they can beat him. Like, cause yeah, he's got a big name. It seems like an easy easy pick. It's like... It's like there was somebody else like that recently. Like, I want to fight. Like, people lining up. The, I mean, everybody wanted to fight CM Punk, but that was pointless. But, like, you know, shit like that. Sure. Okay. Um, rest of this card was not, you know, super, to be honest. But some cool stuff happened, I thought. Um, I enjoyed um, I enjoyed the end of it. I was not as impressed. I thought he was getting more attention, honestly, going into I felt like, like, Joe Pfeiffer, who I've watched all of his fights up until this point, and I've enjoyed them, the ones in the UFC, I was for a fight that he was set up to win and they are trying to build him and all that stuff. I did. I don't think he did that great personally. I don't know. Am I just nitpicking here, Mark? Cause I was just like, man, I don't know. You're standing literally directly in front of this dude. Like you're not supposed to, you're getting your leg chopped apart. Like I liked when he took him down immediately. That was cool. But I don't know. I was like, I thought he left his performance left a lot to be desired. What'd you think of Joe Pfeiffer? Uh, I mean, this was another look at him and I, and I seen a couple of fights and I, and I was reminded why he kind of stuck. He sticks out like the, the way this dude throws punches mm. is kind of insane. He throws them like a pitcher throws a fastball. Mm. He rotates his whole body and his shoulder. So like his punches come after his, like his rotation and dude just throws everything so fucking hard. Like it's really fun to watch him fight. Um, I mean, I agree to you to the extent like, he stood in front of this guy and like, it didn't go super great for him. Like he was getting calf kicked. It looked like he was starting to get compromised a little bit, but he was able to fall back on some wrestling and ultimately get it, you know, a, a decent submission win here. But yeah, I mean, potentially when you look at a guy who is 11 and two versus the 12 and six guy, you kind of expected, and you look at the odds, like he should have maybe had an easier time with it. And he definitely had some resistance here. And it definitely like those calf kicks were, doing some serious work in the second and he had to kind of adjust, but he made the adjustments and, know, and he got he the W. So. so much bigger than that. Abdul mm -hmm. also like, she looked, they looked and Abdul's a thick dude. Like he's like, he got yeah. some muscle on him. Even then I was like, man, they look a different, at least a weight class apart. And like, I, I look, look, I know he's like, he's old, you know, he's as old as me and you, Abdul asking mm -hmm. this dude, Hey man, now's the time to go down and wait. Might be asking a lot, but I'm going to say this is now's the time to go down and wait. Like, these middleweights are huge. Like, this dude's gone. As yeah. like, unless he's just, like, in here to, like, man's got 12 wins and 12 knockouts. So he's just here to, like, throw hands. And if it doesn't work, whatever, I lost. Like, if that's just the thing we're doing with him, cool. But, like, if he's actually still trying to, like, do something, maybe 170 would be more beneficial given his, like, he's not big enough. His physical stature, sure. I mean, if he can make the weight, you know, maybe 
that's I don't think there's middleweights his size. Like I don't think I do. I mean, Pfeiffer's yeah. like six two. I don't know. I think like isn't Izzy like six four, six three? Isn't Strickland like six one, six two? Like I don't think it was an aberration that he's fighting a guy that size. You know, sure. Um, Pfeiffer's nickname, Mike, Bat Body Bags with a Z. That's what makes it cool. Yeah, he's from Philadelphia. They all think that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, Joaquin Buckley, Alex Morono. I really thought. Uh, I thought. I thought Joaquin was gonna put this guy away, honestly. And there was a bunch of times where it looked like he was going to. I was reminded how tough Alex Morono really is. Yeah. Um, I believe this was a new weight class for Joaquin, if I'm not mistaken. Now I just can't seem to find that. Mark, isn't he normally a welterweight? Was this a middleweight or not? No, this was welter, but I thought he might have been middleweight before. Yeah, let me look. Okay, no, he came back to welterweight. So he was at middleweight his whole UFC career, actually. Uh, In his last fight, he went went to welterweight. So he's 2-0 welterweight. He looks good, man. Like he looked really sharp. I thought I mean Morono's got a good chin. I thought that uh I thought he was gonna get put out. There was a couple times where he got cracked and I was like, All right, me holding my uh Joaquin Buckley by knockout bet ticket was like this is where we this is where we this is where we get paid. Nope. Morono, real tough. Um Drew Dover, um co main event podcast calls him the handsomest man in MMA. I just call him the man with the best jawline in MMA. Uh, Drew, Drew Dober by uh, first round knockout was me was me feeling real smart, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing I felt like I did real well on this card, picks-wise. Um, after a knockout, he said that he would like to uh, fight um, if, if, Con- if, if Michael Chandler needs a tune-up fight before he fights Conor McGregor. Should give him a call because, you know, he's a, he's a southpaw. I believe he said uh, if you want a 5'9 southpaw yeah. who hits hard, or I think yeah. something like that. If I'm Michael Chandler, I don't risk fighting Drew Dober. We're so close. I still I still don't think that fight's happening. I don't care. We'll get to that in a bit here. Um, big win for Carolina, man. Carolina needed that one. Um, I was talking to Stefan, and Stefan said, oh, so UFC doing that thing where they just broke the attractive women against each other. And I'm like, it's pretty much what happened here. Yes, that is the booking the UFC's doing in 2023. So, yeah, and... Uh, it's an Apex card, man. What do you want me to tell you? If you're at the bottom of the card here, you may not have a job when this is over. Let's put it that way. And didn't win. Um, Bellator, uh, was it a one happened? Mark, do you catch any of one or any of the highlights even? Oh, yeah, I watch highlights for sure. Man, uh, the only one I remember was Mikey Musamesi. Um, yeah. Achilles locking uh, Shinya Aoki, Mike. Which I believe was a move that Shinya himself was a big fan of putting on people. The way it was, uh, the announcers were talking. Um, but I, I don't know, to be honest. I the things I remember from Aoki Mark were when he was just breaking limbs and flipping people off afterwards. That was <laughs> sure, yeah, that was like Kimura. But yeah, no, he was he was known for yeah lots of leg locks as well. And this, but the outcome of this was not surprising. Like you know, the dude's kind of up there, and Mikey is like a savant. You yeah. know, like. These are kind of different things. Man, but. I whenever I see Aoki, Mike, I still think about like me and you waking up like Saturday morning because like they'd show the one those those uh dream cards at like yeah one in the morning, two in the morning. So I like I DVR them, and this is when the UFC didn't have a card every week. So like Saturday morning, we'd be sitting there <laughs> just like, what did Aoki do? Oh, he broke that guy's shit. Okay, 
That's what he did. Um, Mikey Musumesi, um, if, was, if he was in MMA, would have the best nickname in MMA, but he's in grappling. Dark Darth Rigatoni. It's a good name. It's a good name. <laughs> I enjoy it. Um, and on the one th- on the one end, um, Kenny Omega says he's going to teach Demetrius Johnson how to wrestle. He says, "I have never completely trained someone before, but I will train this man." And I'm like, "DJ, stay home. Don't listen to Kenny. Kenny's going to take you to take a suplex off the back of his neck, Mike, and that's going to be the last time we see Demetrius Johnson do anything ever again." Like, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny is not the guy to listen to here, man. Not the guy. Um, the other MMA card this weekend, um, the one with the most fanfare, honestly, and the one we spent a good amount of this podcast talking about last week, Bellator 300. Well, honestly, a bit disappointed, guys. Um, Liz Carmouche beat Ilima Melee McFarlane, but quite frankly, when they said that the one person missed weight, I was like, well, mm-hmm. I don't care. I just zoned. I was so excited, too, man. I know they're friends. You know, and like, you know, like Liz put her out with a leg kick. So like, it wasn't like they weren't throwing, but like, it just, you know. It's a lose-lose. Yeah. It's like, there's no stakes. Cause it's like, what if Liz loses, then it's like, well, she still keeps her belt no. and that just muddles the they whole don't thing. Lose the belt. It's a one-way title fight. No, that's what I'm saying. If Liz loses the fight, she doesn't lose the belt. No, she so does. Like, there's no stakes. Uh, no. No, say she, she does. does. Well, if you make weight and the other one doesn't, it's like for you, it's a title fight as if like Liz loses the belt, just not to her. But but, but Ilya doesn't doesn't get. But it's like the other way around. Like if like if it was the other way, and like he had uh, Ilima had won, and Liz had like Liz wouldn't. Liz was like stripped of the title essentially if she had yeah. lost weight. I, I made it more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, if you, so, okay, if so you do your job, you can you can, you can still achieve what you were going for if you did your job making weight. You can still defend okay. your title, or you can still win the title if you made weight. Regardless of what happens. But it's a non-title fight that she loses. It gets vacated? Yes. No, that makes no sense. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, she lost a fight at 125 pounds. I know, but the other girl didn't make weight. She weighed like 50. Let's say well, she I mean, weighed look, 50 pounds heavier like, than her. Uh, it's like when Benavidez fought. What's his name? Uh, Figueroa. Figueroa for the vacuum title. And he showed up fat. And he knocked him out. So they had to fight again. And he knocked him out again. It's very... It's, Sad for Joseph in that example. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I uh, Chris Cyborg, uh, Katzengano happened. I just didn't care, guys. I just can't bring myself to care, man. It was an I'm absolute just, pumbling, so. I mean, like, kind of a way it was going to go, man. Katzengano is, like, 41. Chris is still on the, you know, whatever she's doing. You know, Chris still Chris, though. She's not, but she's not, like, I don't know. It's not like she, she's not as good as she used to be, obviously. She's been doing this a long time. She's, like, 30 fights in. Um... I just didn't care. I know there's nothing about Cyborg anymore doing this. Does it does anything for me? There's no one who like, even if Car- if Kadzengano had won, Mark, I, like I who gives a shit at this point? She already lost too. You know, I've seen Cyborg lose, so like, I don't yeah. Know. I mean, she only lost that one. There's been no one to really challenge her, and then the one time she got challenged, she got you know booted or left the company, and they never fought again. And it was like, well, and then she okay, that kick- and then she did that kickboxing bout and lost in that. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I mean, so you lose twice now. Whatever. doesn't matter. Um, I mostly was disappointed with the main event because I think that Usman Nurmagomedov is so good. Like, he's so good, man. And, like, you're minus 330, 300 favorite. you got to finish the guy. I don't care. I don't care what happens. I don't care if you lose an arm in the middle of the fight. You should still finish him. 
You know, you're minus 3,300. Him finishing the fight was minus 1,300, Mike. You can't let that go the full distance. I don't care. Brent Primus is a good fighter. Brent Primus is old, though. He's old. He hasn't been a relevant, like, contender in, like, a while. If this wasn't a tournament, he's not sniffing the championship. You know, he won the Bellator title in 2017 because Michael Chandler, uh, like, broke his ankle in, like, the first round or slept. And then, you know, lost it the second that ankle was healed. So, like, I was disappointed, man. The best thing that happened, honestly, Mike, you would have appreciated this in the pre-fight video. It was very um, Kenny Florian, BJ Penn. Like, when Kenny was talking about how, like, he could, I could win in the first round. I could win in the second. And then BJ Penn went, did he really say this shit? And we had one of those where um, Premise is like, yeah, I think I'm going to knock him out. Yeah, I'm going to put him post pressure. I'm going to knock him out. And then they go to uh, Usman. And Usman goes, he say uh, he's going to knock me out? And you hear the interviewer go saying... He said he's he's capable of doing so. And then Usman goes, I no one's won a round against me. How is he going to knock me out? It's not possible. I mean, he was right. That was the highlight of the fight, though. That was the best part of the fight to me. That was the f- most entertaining thing that happened. Um, so the best thing that happened in the fight wasn't in the fight. Yeah, exactly. Much like the Moicano fight. What are we talking about earlier? The, the There's things that happened better than the actual contest. Um he went. He advances to the finals of this tournament that we don't know is going to finish, right? Realistically, we're going to talk about that in a second. Like, we don't know if these guys are going to like if this sure. tournament is yeah. going to. The winner is going to fight uh, the winner of Alexander Shabli and um, Patricky Pitbull. But the whole point of this tournament was for AJ McKee to fight Usman. So we we're talking about it last week. That was the whole point of this fucking thing. We'll see if it happens. Um, then they brought everybody in the ring and they're like, Hey, 300 events, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, this is, this sucks. All this sucks. This card sucks. Scotty Coker, you've driven two companies to be sold by their people. Cause they weren't happy. Um, no, uh, honestly, like this is like today. Ariel's reporting like, yeah, they, like they're disputed. They're, they don't know if Viacom wants to pay for Bellator 301 or if PFL wants to pay, pay for Bellator 301. Mark, I'm just sitting here saying like, can someone just book patchy mix and Scherzer your to fight in a warehouse and prop a camera up like can i just get that like yeah i don't i don't understand the the hesitation to like finish off the deal or whatever it's like they're gonna buy the company right for like a bunch of money and it's like they don't want to like everyone wants to split the appetizer before it's like i think it's like viacom's like hey man you're buying this thing right you should cover the bill on this paper on this show and and pfl's like it's like man we didn't book this you're the one who booked Rafion Stotts and Danny Fair, Sabatello, yeah, too. Just, we don't give a fuck. And they're like... Make a billion yeah. dollars or whatever. Just eat eat the last pay-per-view, and not even pay-per-view, yeah. your last event, and just call it a day. But I don't know. Yeah. So, like, oh, yeah, we were talking about it earlier, man. Like, they have a really good Bellator 301 on paper. There's a lot of good yeah, stuff on uh, there, man. There's, like, yeah. all the fights on the main card, I'm, like, mildly, like, okay. Like, we got, you know, Yaroslav Amoslav, who is one of the best welterweights in the world, you know, defending his title. The man went to war. Had to go retrieve his championship like belt guy. from his mother's house that had been bombed. Go get his belt. You know, come back and whoop the guy's ass. You got Sergio Pettis and Patchy Mix uh, unifying the Bantamweight Championship. Rafion Stotts and Danny Sabatolo is going to be a boring-ass fight, but they're going to talk so much shit beforehand. So you might lie to yourself that it's going to be good. AJ McKee and Sydney Outlaw should be awesome. Patricky Pitbull and Alexander Shabili is the other end of that tournament. Like... <laughs> This is everything. I mean, they got like 18 fights on this card. Seems like we're just trying to run through contracts, honestly. Like, to be honest at this point. I don't know, Mark. Is it just like, this is the this is an appropriate Bellator 300 was a 
you know, between that and them arguing over who's going to pay for Bellator 301 would feel appropriate given, you know, with a whimper, we're going to end Bellator after 300 events. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, you know, we talked about last week, they they try to make 300, you know, a, a big tentpole event for them and, you know, a big fight fell through and the fights, you know, the three remaining championship fights, one of them didn't make weight, one of them wasn't competitive. And one of them was maybe more competitive in a non-interesting way than we thought. And that does just happen. We've seen Strikeforce do the same thing when they did with the big, was it NBC? They had three or four titles on and they all kind of CBS and they all kind of crapped the bed. Um, And the best thing that happened, everybody complained about was when everybody fought at the other event. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just like, that's just how the sport is sometimes. Like you can put a fantastic card on paper and it doesn't really come to fruition and you can put, seemingly what looks like complete garbage on paper and it turns out to be you know one of the best cards of the year because everyone gets flashing knockouts or they're all exciting fights or what have you you know that's just the yeah, nature I mean, of the but sport like, you know it's just also that 301 thing and mike you know they're talking about who's going to pay for 301 and then like you hear the thing where ryan bader was trying to get back on this card and they're like oh viacom doesn't want to pay for his for him to fight like, like they, they figure they can get out of a ryan bader paycheck you know if he doesn't have an opponent for the next two months like it's kind of just sucks man like, it just sucks. We, like, we, I don't know, man. There's, like, PFL and Bellator, these are places for people to work, right? Like, it isn't the goal here. Like, we're reading stories, you and me, left and right, about how, you know, AEW and WWE are going to, like, go back and forth paying for these guys, and these guys are going to get paid. Shit's never going to happen in MMA if we don't get this, you know, an actual viable number two, like, locked in, you know, in this country. Yeah, it's, it, it's a shame, but I think it'll eventually be, uh, you know, beneficial for, for the people in Bellator. But, you know, this is kind of one of those situations where, you know, who who wants to be left holding the check here? You know, the person who's selling the place, so they just want to say, well, you know, like the paperwork's been signed, so it's kind of your responsibility. And the person buying is like, no, 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 but like you're the one that signed all of these originally. So, you know, you get this last one. Yeah. Like we're going to air it on our network. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's such an honor. Um. Yeah, we'll see. There's like every this this card. The next bill. The next Bellator one is just like more people on the prelims whose names I recognize than ever before. <laughs> I think they're just trying to burn off. Like, let's get Gilbert's wife on there. Let's get Juliana Velasquez. I think she was a champion once. Let's get her on there. Let's go Tyrell Fortune. Let's throw his ass on there. Like, fuck it. Why not? Um. All right. Um. Let's get to the news. I think it's hard to say anything is bigger news, assuming it even is news, because God knows we can't trust anything actually happening anymore. Conor McGregor's back in the USADA testing pool, Marcus. Allegedly. Yeah. Step one, baby. Yeah. And uh, oddly lines up with UFC 300, Mike. Oddly Not lines bad. Up. So they can't do that, right? Like we can't headline UFC 300 with a non-title fight. Like you can, we, you can if it's Conor McGregor. I don't want. That's not. That's not necessary. Let's let's make up a belt. Let's just make up a belt if we're going to do this, Mark. Let's just call it the BMF title. Who cares? Oh gosh, okay. yeah, BMF uh, title too. Um, I don't know, man. Do we really believe he's fighting in six months? Well, we really think he's going to even wait six months. Is that necessary? Like, it's not, right? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't look. He he just got in the testing pool. I mean, one, we're all curious to see the legitimacy of those tests, <laughs> how those results results come out, if we ever hear about them, um, and go from there. But we, you know, we talked about in the past, like, 
putting Connor on 300 seems like a little bit of wasted ammunition, right? You can put him on 299 and do a big pay-per-view and, and get probably a million plus sales just there. And then 300 just with, you know, the his, his history around it, you build a good card around that. That's a huge pay-per-view. It's kind of like why, why overload that one card with Connor and, you know, the moniker of 300, but I don't know. Maybe they really, really want to blow it out. Maybe they want to make, make a big stink about it. We don't need to wait six months though. Like who, no one thinks this is yeah. on the up and up anyway. Again, like Mike, do we think, do we think that they're, I'm not, I want to pick on one guy. I will. Do they, do we think that Usman, do we think that, uh, Islam, uh, Majev is getting tested as often in Dagestan as somebody at fucking team alpha male in Sacramento? That's, you know, I mean, like, do we really believe if they if so amazing, but do we really believe that's happening? No, no, I don't think so. Do we think anybody's um, ever been drug tested one time in Dagestan in what would be viewed as a legitimate drug test? Your opinion. My opinion. Um, I do believe that USADA is um, independent from the UFC. So, yes, I will say yes. I mean, that wasn't even my question. I'm just wondering if there's any place in Dagestan where they're saying that their USAD are accredited, but they're really legitimately doing things the right way. We saw Icarus. That's that's a different question. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, all right, man. He's really going to fight Michael Chandler, Mark. I don't believe it. I'm sorry. Not that I'm trying to be negative to Michael Chandler's children's future you know, inheritance, but like, I don't think he's fighting Michael Chandler. Why? Why? Why, why do we care? Why is he the fight Michael Chandler? No one watched Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I think that fight's going to happen. I think it has. I mean, I think it had less fruition when he wasn't in the pool. And it was kind of like, well, is Chandler going to wait, you know, however long to potentially fight again? And it seems like he is. Yeah. And he's going in the testing pool now. So I, I, don't, I don't see why it wouldn't. I mean, do you think – what do you think Connor is hesitant to take I that just, fight? Or, I, I mean, just thought think that he, there was a reason. I thought that there at this point – Why did it take so why, long? Why are we, we only have so many left with him. And there's like mm-hmm. other things have developed that are more interesting and more like and more likely. To, okay, let me not say there are other things available that he will make more money, and the company will make in more money UFC. in the UFC. And I do and think him and Justin. Exactly I think him and Justin Gaethje makes way more money. I think Connor gets to get another belt. I think Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje's main event at a fucking pay per view with a fake belt on the line. Just saying. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I don't disagree look, I, that that's I, I, not. Nate Diaz is going to UFC Fight Night events now, and he's got no contract. We really think that they can't book that. That's what I'm saying, basically. It's like I, I'm look, I'm not. I, I'm him and Michael Chandler. We when they announced it, you and me and Mike were all like, sounds like a great fight. But like, I mean, how many I fights more do we like, have with this motherfucker? <laughs> in the grand scheme of like, you can make any fight you want with Connor. I think there's only a couple fights that I think are at that level with Chandler. I think Gaethje's one of them. I think Nate Diaz is the other one. I don't know anyone else at 155. A, a Poirier third fight I don't think has the, the gravitas because of how his other two fights, the other fights have gone. Not really counting his first one where he you know, was able to win. Um, but like I think Chandler's right there because I think Chandler is a, a very – I think you're, you're looking at a guy who is up there in name value, who puts on exciting fights, but also – Maybe in the realm of possibility, I might be able to see Connor somehow winning the fight, and I think that's kind of the the ledge they need to kind of walk on. Wait, this fight? value? Yeah, I think maybe he could. You were picking. Chandler, you were picking maybe. Connor the whole time they announced this thing. You back it up. Now you're thinking you just might win. I think stylistically he does well, but like it's not like Connor's looked like himself. 
It's not like Connor. Was last time Chandler fought anybody though? <laughs> Does Chandler fought? Was that as honest question? How much what laughter Connor last, last fight did Chandler fight? Like how long ago between the? Yeah. I don't even remember what Chandler's last fight was. Was it Oliveira? Uh, no, did he get a win? No, he got. I don't know. He didn't he fight Dustin Poirier. Was that fought, fight too? He, when Tosa Poirier called him a dirty motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> that might have been his last fight. That was a that was a tough fight though. But like, I mean, I don't know. I you look at like who big name value. Who can fight Connor with a big, you know, to really get people excited? Who's a good dance partner? I think there's only a handful of guys that are at his level. And I think Chandler's one of them, and they put as much money into it. And I think potentially he could win that fight. I mean, I think stylistically, Bobby, a younger Connor demolishes Chandler, but I just don't know anymore. Like this dude, it's not even the activity, like where he's at mentally in his life. Yeah. The coming off the injury, getting goosed up for all these months, and now having to potentially maybe cycle off and look if this is roided up connor then i'm a little bit more confident but i have to imagine somebody's peeing in something and it's going through some lab and if they're doing any kind of <laughs> intelligence he's gonna stop doing as much stuff as he was that's what i think about the, the dagestanis too is like i think i think they're pissing in cups but like who's testing it and you know what's actually going on there i have no idea um but yeah with with connor I think the Chandler fight makes sense. I, I don't disagree with you. Like, I think Gaethje's a little bit more exciting. I think Nate definitely is. I think Nate's definitely the fight where it's like you could sell that fight, and I think he has the best chance to win it. And I think that's really, if I'm dealing with Connor, what I would want is like I need a big golden goose that he's going to be able to produce a win off of because like watching him get knocked out is not fun or entertaining, and he's losing all of his name value because the, the stuff outside isn't helping him either. He has all this legal issues. He's getting into all kinds of crazy, wacky shit. Like he needs to be successful somewhere. So people still give a shit about him. Right. Or they maybe they don't care. And they're just going to keep following him regardless of how many times his dome's getting cracked off the canvas. I don't know. All right, Mike, what do you think? I want to see Connor fight. You don't care That's who it is. I, want to see. <laughs> yeah. I don't care who it is. I don't care if they give him a nice little wink, wink, nudge, nudge when it comes to testing. You know, I think I'm fully on the side that Mark pro, um, proclaimed a few years ago. I don't give a shit about testing at this point. Okay, um, uh, dude, I'm a, just I'm a, give I'm me the a, fights. Uh, do you whatever know why? makes I don't it think the so that I they don't get trust to the, the arena. <laughs> whatever makes it so that they get to the arena, and if it makes them faster, stronger, and just more, you know, cut and all of the good stuff. I'm okay with it. You know what, man? What was it? I read this thing uh, about, like, uh, Luke Thomas linked it at one point saying that drug testing, all it does is catch the broke fighters because the ones with money are able to take the stuff that isn't detectable. Pretty much. That's why, like, when people are testing positive now, they're testing positive for that, like, someone tested positive. Who was it tested positive for the shit Mark McGuire was on? Back in 1998. Fucking Andrew. That's someone crazy. tested positive for Andrew, and I was like, man, this sport... Fucking poverty wages, man. They can't even buy the good shit. Um, all right, other news. Man, Jalton, Jalton Almeida, Mark. Thought he's fighting Curtis Blades, you know. Big wrestler, big jujitsu guy. We're going to see. Stead, Derek Lewis. That's a... I am... Yeah. I am so fascinated how that's going to go, man. Because Derek Lewis is going to show up with abs again. I don't know. You know, but Jalton Almeida looks like he's made of granite. Early read on that one. Besides, just it's fascinating. Uh, I, I mean, I, 
it, it's an interesting matchup for sure. It's a big change for Almeida. Um, it's hard to put a ton of stock um, behind Derek Lewis, but like I didn't put in his last fight, right? I kind of thought he was going to go with a whimper and he got a big old knockout and, you know, kind of, you know, was able to change the trajectory of his career through a little bit, signing the new contract and stuff. So maybe this goes better than I think, but I think he's going to get taken down and I think he's probably going to get submitted. Like, like, look, I've always credited Derek Lewis for, you know, kind of bucking the trend and being able to get out of those tough spots. But like when you're dealing with a master class, bucking up ain't going to be enough. You know, it's just not like he, I think he gets away with a lot of his escapes because he has a lot of power. He has a lot of heart and he knows the fundamentals. But like when you're a jujitsu master, you're expecting hands on hips and the people to shrimp out. And I think a lot of people who fight Derek Lewis, like, Oh, I got this guy on his belly or I got him on his back. Dude doesn't know how to shrimp. Dude doesn't know how to get back to it, to his hips. And, but it's like, yeah, this guy knows jujitsu. He's going to see you getting up on all yeah. fours, and he's not going to be like, whoa, I've never no, seen Derek's this got before. A, Derek's got like, about a minute and a half before this gets bad, right? Honestly, like, yeah, this I mean, guy, Jolton's so good. <laughs> he, he's got the stand-up, and he's got the weight, and, you know, he's got the power, right? So if he can, if he can negate early on, but, like, if this thing goes to the mat, it's going to be rough goings for him. And Derek sometimes can be a little tricky to get to the mat. You know, he's not, like... For as big as he is, he's he can be pretty limber on his feet. Mm. We saw in his last fight, he's not afraid to be throwing some crazy shit up at the head, you know, a big old kick or something. So it's not like Almeida can just, you know, rush in. He's going to have to be cautious on the outside there and pick his shots. Um, Derek's done it before. He's got equalizing power, right? He can really change the, the course of any fight. But I think when it comes to some of the things that I've always been impressed with his grappling regiment, you know, I think in the past has been against guys that like really just didn't expect him to have the explosiveness and the fundamentals to make that explosive get ups work. I don't think Almeida is going to be like, this is a big, tricked. this is a big yeah. ask, man. This is a big ask. This is it a big, is. And him taking it on. Big change, yeah. I don't, I mean, it's three weeks or oh, November 4th, three, four weeks. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Mike, um, Paulo Costa had himself a staph infection. And uh, had surgery on it three weeks ago. Do we believe this really happened? Or is this Paulo Costa Tristan trolling the internet? I'm not even being funny at this point. I saw pictures and I was just like, I oh, no, it looked like he skinned his elbow. I don't know. <laughs> looked like he skinned his elbow. Uh, it it could have just, maybe it could have been he just caught it early. Um, I don't think all staph infections end up being, okay, this looks you pretty know, gnarly. disgusting gaping holes. It looks pretty bad. I might take back my joke. But... <laughs> Do you want to officially take it back? Nah, man, that's okay. We're not taking anything back today. You already drove us into a ditch. Um, oh, and in, in, in fairness, you drove us like ninety percent of the way. I was trying to admonish you. Oh, yeah, that's what happened. Okay. Uh, um, I think if we all check the tape, we we will know that's what happened. But anyway, no one's giving um, this man a prayer. Real talk, right? Against Kamzat, like they, they're acting like this dude who fought for the middleweight title has no chance of winning this. Uh, no. Um, and especially if he just had a staph infection as well, you gotta assume that. Uh, you know, slow down his training and his uh, preparation for for this fight. Um, probably he's gonna have sapped some of his endurance. I gotta assume, which I don't think Paulo Costa had that much of that to begin with. Um, secret so, juice, baby. He needs that secret juice. Uh, it wasn't didn't he say he was like super drunk off wine before the? Uh, yeah, but now he's Izzy just fight. Now, now he's the meme master. Back then he was just talking shit. Now it's just where now he just knows what he's doing, you know. Dude's out there pose, you know, dude, dude, dude he's got it under control. Staff or yeah, no but, staff. He's got this. But I 
I, I do believe him, and I hope he was able to catch it early on where it doesn't adversely affect his prep too much. Yeah, man, this is interesting. This is an interesting fight, guys. God knows that this fight, Mark, you were talking about it. This card cannot lose that fight. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit too big of a tent pole for this one to rule. I mean, can it? Of course it can. Yeah. Is it? I mean, is it likely? Dude just had surgery on his elbow. I could easily see that splitting open or something. Yeah. Um. And could the UFC afford to have a bad pay per view? Of course they can. They do it all the time. Yeah. But like, will we bitch and moan about it? Absolutely, because like even with this, do they you know, need well, our like money? Said, even no. With this, <laughs> no. <laughs> even with they have this ESPN's fight on money. there, yeah. I mean, even with this fight, like it's still kind of a, a I feel like a lackluster pay per view, and kind of like what you were saying before the you know we started the show, Bobby. I, I a two title pay per view. I, I do feel like that should really be the standard at this point. I mean, especially when we're getting some non pay per view cards with a title on it every now and then, which I think is a nice treat, which is great, but. Yeah, you know, man, if you're I, I need shelling two, out this I need type two of money, title fight, it's eighty dollars. That's the thing. It's eighty dollars. I need two title like, fights, or one of those two. One of those fights needs to have someone really expensive. Like I understand. It, like if it's it, Connor, I get and even it. then it's and again, like even then it's like the whole main card should just be bangers. Bangers. Yeah, right? it, it should be like it, not not even bangers. Like like oh, these are going to produce you know quality fights because we never know how the fights are going to. Yeah. But it should be like I want to see. All of these fights, because I am literally paying additional money to see them. So you really should make it worth my money. And like this card is like the main event is like, OK, that's kind of cool. The co-mains in intriguing. The third fight is like, OK, there's some stakes here. Yeah, I mean, let's get people and then, some context of what we're talking about. here. The main event is Char Charles Oliveira and uh, Islam Mahachev. What number pay-per-view is this? Help me out. Two, uh, 294. 294. And this is in a couple weeks, so yeah. we need to break down too much. But Yeah, we'll get it real quickly. But it's like, that's the main event. Co-main event is Paulo and Kamzat. The third fight is uh, Magomed Ankalaev and Johnny Walker. And then, I don't know why there's only four fights listed on Wikipedia. But uh, there's also Saeed Nurmagomedov versus some guy. And then another fight. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is, this is $80. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. We'll just put that out there. It's a lot of money, man. And this, this economy, it's a lot to ask from people. So, um, I think that was it news wise, guys. I don't think I saw anything else big unless I missed it. Guy, you know, someone, if they got anything else, let me know real quickly before we move on to our no. picks. No, we got, we got, about the, it. we got the, the joke boxing, one of the joke boxing things coming up this upcoming weekend too. This is the, the oh, KSI that's this oh, weekend. And no. even, even more so to that, the Paul and, yeah, and no, we're fine. I think has more heat on it, but. Yeah, no, he's a man's getting just sued saying, for just being saying a bad people person. People out there might be interested. Just yeah, saying. yeah, they can pay them. They can pay for that one. Um, all right, UFC fight night in front of 150 fucking people. Sadiq Youssef, Edson Barboza is a really good fight. Then we're just gonna drive off of a cliff. Um, there's some interesting people here or there on this card in the sense that, like, you know, Vivian Arujo and Jennifer Maya are real fighters, but whatever. Adrian Yanez, big fan of his fights. Um, Michelle Pereira apparently punished for missing weight is my theory right now. For missing weight that they sent his ass to be in the middle of an Apex card instead of being on a pay-per-view against Wonderboy Thompson. Um, same punishment for Christian Rodriguez. He had the audacity to beat Raul Rosas Jr. So they're like, hey man, we're going to send you to the middle of a fucking Apex card next. You fought on pay-per-view and got a win, but fuck you. Um, main event though, Mark. I'm 
That's what they do, man. They put exactly one fight I'm interested in. Sadiq Youssef, Edson mm-hmm. Barbosa. Um old man Barbosa is here to check your content, to check your prospects, right? That was it's become abundantly clear. They sent him out there with Billy Quarantillo. Two and a half minutes later, Billy Quarantillo's unconscious. Uh Sadiq, uh Super Sadiq Youssef, um 12, 13 and 2 in the UFC. Only loss is to Arnold Allen um, in the UFC. Lost in Titan FC to Luis to Luis Gomez. The resume is not that great. Um, besides, honestly, that win over Alex Caceres looks better and better every day, Mark, in my opinion. Um, sure, that one's aged well. Betting odds, and that's not even that long ago, a year and a half ago. Betting odds for this one, appropriately close, Mike, if I'm not mistaken. I had it up. I do not have it, it up anymore. Minus 175 for Yusidik Youssef. Plus 145 for Edson Barboza. Mike, where are we the standings? I believe that pretty much no same movement. positions. Mike's a, game, Mike's a game back. I think I'm three games back. And what's it called? The middle somewhere, right? Uh, that I do have up. Um, I am still in the lead by barely anything at 56 and 34. Uh, Chalk and Mark are at 55 and 35, and you are bringing the rear at 53 and 37. Going into the last two and a half months of the year, it is uh, anyone's game. Um, all right, Mike. What do you think? Are we going to beat back another prospect in this case with Edson Barboza, or do you have Sadiq Youssef getting it done? Um, I think he is going to beat back another prospect. Give me one second because my (laughs) laptop is running out of power. Oh, shit. It's a race against time. It's a race against time, (laughs) Mike. It's a race against time. Uh, I don't know if this is charging or not. Um, so is it charging? Yes, it is charging. All right. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so I think this is going to come down to just uh, plain physics and biomechanics. Um, Edson Barbosa has a pretty sizable reach advantage. I think it's about maybe five or six inches on uh, Sadiq Youssef. I think that's going to be an issue. Sadiq is pretty short. Um I think his only tactic of victory when it comes to this is that he would have to time his shots, maybe try to get in on some of uh, Barbosa's hooks. Um, he's very powerful himself, and Barbosa does have a suspect chin. So there is an, there is an avenue for Sadiq Youssef to win this fight. I don't think this fight is going the distance, um, either way that it would go, but I do think that Barbosa will be able to keep it on the outside and eventually catch Yusuf in this one. So I think the old man train is still going to be running strong. All right. So like word for word, Mike just said what I all the things I was going to bring up about this. Cause Ooh. I was, I was about to pick Edson Barbosa anyway. I'm not going to change it. I was so sure you're taking Sadiq Yusuf. I was like, all right, man, I might pick up a game this week. I'm not going to pick against what I actually think. I think Edson Barbosa is going to be a little check for this young man because, I mean, stand-up is generally where this guy keeps it going, keeps it up, and I do think that um, Edson's more well-rounded in that area. And, you know, 
If I have an opportunity to pick against a Lloyd Irvin guy, I'm going to anyway. But no, I like Sadiq Youssef. He's a good fighter. But I just think Edson... I think Edson's going to put him down, honestly. I think he's going to chop his legs apart. I think we're going to see a lot of that. So I got Edson Barboza also. Mark, who do you got? Yeah, I think it's really close. Um, I... Well, the line was Yusef was a little bit of a favorite. And Minus one seventy five, I think, is what right. I saw. Let's check that. But go yeah. ahead. Yeah, and, and I'll and I'll go with him. Um, there, you have to kind of wonder with Edson Barboza. I mean, you look at a lot of times. I think he hasn't done as well as he has. Like, it's not like this guy's on a huge losing streak. It's been splattered throughout, you know, his career. But you do look at the competition and the guys he's losing against are really, you know, some of the best guys, you know, in both light heavyweight. I'm sorry, lightweight division and the featherweight division. So it's not like you can take a lot of like, oh, you know, he's getting up there in age, which he is, right? He is 37. There's a lot of miles here. Um, But his losses are quality. Um, Yusef, yeah, he just hasn't really fought that level of competition and has, you know, really strived and got those big wins that he needed to. I think Arnold Allen is probably like his most competitive fight where he lost, you know? but, yeah, I'm kind of betting against time, which is never the greatest thing. And especially someone coming off of a, an impressive KO, right? If you're coming off a loss, it'd make it a little bit easier to think that Yusuf's youth and, you know, the, the left mileage on his body would maybe be able to get Edson to these later rounds. But also, Edson's a guy that has gone five rounds before. He's gone late into many decisions before and has been successful. Um, but Yusuf has too. You know, when, when Yusuf gets wins, it's either he's finishing the guys on the stand up or he's getting a decision himself. So I, I do think it's a pretty close fight. And I'll split the hairs here and see if I can gain one on Mike and uh, make a difference here. Cool. Yeah, it's just, we'll see. We will see. Man, I, it's weird. He went from Alex Caceres to a guy without a Wikipedia page that he choked out in 30 seconds. And I was I wondering don't if that remember was like a, what a happened here. here. I went to look and see if it was. Let me see. UFC Fight Night. There had to been, right? Like, uh, nope. That was who he was always supposed to fight. Maybe, maybe they thought this time they let's lower the competition a bit. Maybe he didn't look that great against Sarah Caceres. I don't even remember that fight, to be honest. Like, I don't remember if it was close, if it wasn't close. Yeah. Uh, so they all blur together. He won a he won three rounds against him too. Anyway, don't know. Um, do not know. All right. Um. Yeah, rest of this card, not great. But, you know, we got a pay-per-view to talk about next week. Hopefully the second, you know, the co-main event doesn't lose. We don't lose the co-main event because the guy got a staph infection. So, all right. Um, guess we do stuff we like, boys. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess so. All right. Uh, I'll go real quick. Uh, watch football. The Niners are good. Makes me happy. Cool. And I have become a bit... My family has rooted more for the New York Jets. This, like, I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened on my end of it. Um, I like Bob Sala. And I've been paying attention to the uh, Jets more. I've been paying attention to the Jets. Well, you, Bob Sala's been your coach for a couple of years now. Um, but I've been watching more of the Jets, I guess, this year, maybe. I don't know. Um, you guys have been getting attention all the time. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel you guys lacked national TV games years before. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you did. But like, I felt you guys even for being bad most of the time. Like, got attention. So, but um, I enjoyed. I I look beating the Dallas Cowboys gives me and my family and all people in the Bay Area who are Niner fans life. You know, this is what we live for. Is beating the Cowboys. It was wonderful. But it was real nice watching Sean Payton have a bad day. So I was. Uh, I was looking forward to this one. Um, 
I've come to kind of like the kid playing quarterback for the Jets because I think that he gets blamed for a lot, Mike, because but no one really wants to point out that your line is so goddamn bad. Like, or maybe people point out the line is bad, but they don't draw the line of like, nobody can block. The guy you brought in to play quarterback was hurting four plays. And then this kid is running for his life. And maybe that's why it was not going well. Just putting that out there. Um, big fan of Sauce Gardner. Your team talks a lot of shit, and I enjoy that. I like uh, I like Sauce Gardner. Um, defense reminds me of our defense. Bunch of shit talkers, really, is what's going on. Um, but yeah, man, football's back. It's great. Um, and or- Oregon's got the best team in college football. And when they beat Washington next week, they should probably be ranked in the top three. Just and Stefan's not here, but I actually do believe that. This is ridiculous. Seven Pac-12 teams are ranked, and the highest one is number seven. This is fucking bullshit. Um, yeah, that's what I got this week. Mike, you got anything? Mm-hmm. They're not trying to let the Pac-12 live in their final season, bro. That's fucked up. Pac-2. That's all that's left. <laughs> Powerful Pac-2. Yeah. Um, I don't have too much, to be honest. Um, I guess I will give a preemptive stuff I like. Uh, look, Very looking forward to uh thursday from sunday i will be attending all four days of new york comic-con oh cool yeah 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 yeah. so uh i don't know what that is what is that you're gonna be adam cole i'm doing adam cole baby (laughs) i don't think he'll be able to do that since one of his arms will need to be holding on to like a set of crutches no I think he's got a. i mean he they gave him one of those roller wheel things now he's like the wheelie things at least on tv did i don't think he i this is a different conversation. I think he's hurt. I just don't think, think it's. I don't think it's you, as hurt. You think it's a work? I don't think really? it's a work. I we saw him roll. We saw him sprain his ankle. I they're selling this, Mike, like he almost lost the foot. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I do not think it was that bad. But you can be that jammed, though, right? How, it is amazing just how much of it, how he broke like everything in his foot. Yeah, and it looked like all he did was just run down. He still made steps. it into the. He still made it into the ring. I don't buy it, Mike. I don't buy it. You're gonna meet MJF, right? I'll, I'll see him from afar. I don't think I'm actually going to pay to, you know, get his autograph or photo. To have him flip you off and take a picture? Come on, that's worth it right there. <laughs> it's not worth it. How much it. is it? It's probably going to be at least 100 bucks. Okay, maybe not worth it. Okay. Yeah, not worth it. Pay 20 bucks um, to meet RVD once. Well, worth it. Just saying. That's worth it. That's <laughs> worth it. I think, I think 50 bucks is the line. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, looking forward to it, um, four of my nephews are um, – Coming, coming to New York uh, for the weekend. I will be going all four days with uh, my nephew, Joel. Um, Saturday, I'll be going with uh, my girlfriend and Joel. And on uh, Sunday, um, just me and um, me and my nephews will be going. So the house will be packed, uh, but it'll be a lot of fun. Javits Center? Javits Center, yeah. You got to appreciate the guests right there, man. That's my assumption whenever there's a lot of you people getting one place. A lot of people in New York got to go to one place and it's not like a sporting event. Javits Center. Oh, it's always, it's always the, all the conventions in New York are pretty much in the Javits Center. That's fair. Um, cool. You pre-order Spider-Man? No. Got no, I'm still, I'm still heavy on Baldur's Gate. No point in pre-ordering. You just got to decide with Spider-Man. Games. Am I going to pay $10 extra for a couple suits and two skill points? No. That's it, right? That was like, do you get nothing else, right, Mark? It's just two skill points and a couple suits? No. Pretty much all I saw is five, five 
uh, skins for both Peter and Miles and a couple skill points you get early and so a dollar for each skin for each skin a dollar for each skin and two fifty for each skill point. We'll break it down like that, right? Uh, well, I think it's five skins each. So, so I'm saying what, five, five skins skin each. Five be. skins each. I thought, yeah. Are they the same I skin? Five, I thought it was. I don't know, Bobby. Who That's cares? What I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm saying. I'm just right. saying it's not worth the ten dollars. If you uh, want it, you want it. Okay, and get your skins. Uh, Mark, no no ahead, one here is paying dishing out the extra. What do you 10. got? What do you got, brother? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, not a ton of like new stuff this week. There's been a plethora of new shows that I'm interested in watching and have not watched any of them. Uh, Loki started up last week. Um, geez, I had a whole bunch of them. Uh, Our flag means death started up on HBO. The Castlevania, the new Castlevania animated series started on Netflix as well. Haven't started that, but I have watched a little bit of welcome to Wrexham. I, I mentioned it when it season one came out on Netflix last year. Um, that's Ryan Reynolds and, the dude from Sunny. Rob. Maybe I even mentioned it last week too, did I? I might have mentioned it. I started watching Welcome to Wrexham last week. I honestly can't remember. I don't think I don't think show. you did. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, yeah, again, as someone who doesn't care about uh, you know, English football league or whatever, like that show does a really good job kind of making it interesting and kind of showing you the lives of the players and how they're trying to, you know, turn this franchise around. So I definitely can recommend that. And then um there's a new season of Great British Bake Off starting. So I watched an episode of that. Um, but yeah, and there's more shows coming up down the pipe that I'm also excited about that. Hopefully I'll jump on. Um, and one of them that's coming out this week that I'm me and Christian definitely going to watch is the, uh, fall of the house of Usher, which is Mike Flanagan's next show. Mike Flanagan did the house on haunting Hill, midnight mass, midnight society, I think was the last one he did all fantastic. Super good. Um, I heard the reviews on this one. Like it's not quite as heavy and kind of like a spookum as um, his past series have been on Netflix. Um, but he always just does a great job. Like all his shows have just been aces. I can't, all those ones I, I mentioned before have been really good. You haven't watched them and you're looking for some kind of Halloween fun. I would say the house on haunted Hill or Hill on housing haunted. I always forget what the title of that. I think you had it right the first time. Yeah. It, fantastic show. Um, and then Midnight Mass was also another really good one. I thought the the Midnight Society one was really fun, especially if you like, um, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? It took a lot of that kind of like motif and kind of ran with it. And I thought that was really interesting as well. Um, but yeah, that one looks good. And there's like, there's just a ton of good shows coming up. And it's getting to the point, like me and Bob were talking about earlier, especially with some of these like big series from Marvel and Star Wars, like, once I missed that first episode, it's easy to be like, eh, maybe I'll wait until the whole thing's done and catch it all at once. And then you just never end up watching it. Like um, Ahsoka, I heard, gets really good and interesting, but haven't watched any of that. There's just there's a lot of stuff out there. To, to, to it just sounds like Mark's not turning on Disney+. Plus. That's what it sounds like. We just aren't turning on I, Disney+. I want to watch Guardians, too. Yeah. Um, still haven't seen Guardians Volume 3. It's been on my, like, wanting to do. But, like, yeah, like Mike... Playing a lot of Boulder's Gate 3. Um, it's a big game. And it's just been, I think I'm 30 or 25 hours in and maybe like halfway done. I'm, I'm still in so. Act 2. I'm in Act 2 now too. Yeah. So um, there's a lot going on. It's a big game. It's really fun. Um, but it's been kind of sucking up a lot of the time. Um, I still barely scratched the surface of Mortal Kombat 1. And then nothing really this week coming out but next week before spider-man there's a hellboy game that me and christine are going to check out because she's a huge hellboy fan um and then on the 20th you know we have spider-man 2 which bobber was talking about earlier 
and also Super Mario Wonder, which is the next 2D Mario game also coming out on the 20th. So a lot of those big fall heavy hitters are coming out, you know, in a couple weeks time. So there's just a lot of things to consume your time with. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be an expensive day. Spider-Man and Mario. Those are like the yeah. things Bobby buys video game wise. That just just happen. Like, that's just the way it is. Whether they get played or not is besides yeah. the point. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Um, I think we'll be back next week, probably. I'm assuming, you know, barring and sort of, you know. Should be. Barring anybody listening to this and saying, you guys aren't allowed to do this anymore. You know, that might happen. We, who knows? Um, I mean, you don't know. It could happen. Um, I mean, I think people could say we shouldn't do it, but I don't think there's I mean, anyone that could literally it. stop there's us. Probably, people get boycotted. But then, like the boycott has to affect them. If you're not making money off the thing you're doing, they can't really stop. And so you it's, from like doing a, it it's like, or you guys, you know, you take the Bill Burr approach. How are you gonna cancel me? I, I don't go online. We need a cease and desist. We need to do something. There has to be something legally binding that, like, My, legally. We, we someone needs to start singing like the Happy Birthday or some other copyrighted shit and get you know. Because let me tell you, this this it's I'm amazing has always been a hundred percent on the up and up, on every level of intellectual property, for sure. For oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, let's not listen to the first like hundred episodes. I mean, you can't even find them. Just put that out there. <laughs> They're all sitting on my good very luck. large Google Drive at this point. Which, good lord, gotta address that at some point. Just paying for storage now for old episodes that if I listen to, it makes me sad when I hear my voice. Um, all right, we'll be back next week. We're gonna preview UFC two hundred ninety four. I believe, yes, mm-hmm. as Marcus put it. Uh, we're gonna see if we're gonna have a new lightweight champion. Spoiler alert: I don't think so. I, I just, we saw the fight. Uh, nope, not going to change. Paula Costa is going to mm-hmm. win, and I'm going to talk about that. We're going to preview that. Um, we're going to see if one's got anybody kicking themselves in the head on Friday on, on Amazon rather than just on, you know, the internet in the morning. We might talk about that. See if we get any uh, more news on what's going on with maybe Conor McGregor's got a drug test by then, you know? Maybe, I guess. Wink, wink. Nudge, Oops. nudge. Doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, until then, I was Dr. Law, that was DJ Mark, and that was Lavender Gooms. I want to thank you all so much for listening. Uh, go Niners. Fuck the Cowboys. Eh, fuck Sean Payton, too, just for Mike. Um, see y'all next week. Peace. See ya. Two and three, baby. We're making a comeback. We're going to beat the Eagles this week. Dude, I'd appreciate that so much. Let me, let me tell you, because it just looks like we're on a collision course with that team. And, like, somebody beating the Eagles at some point would be helpful. Just at some point. It'd be nice. It's going to be you guys against them. Hey, right, real quick, I was telling Mark this. So, Brandon Ayuk, whenever Ayuk catches the ball, uh, on the screen, they show Ryu doing a, you know, a Hadouken. Dragon punch. Yeah, dragon, I'm sorry. Well, it's not dragon punch. He's doing, the, he's doing the dragon punch. So, yeah. I got a big kick out of that. I was like, oh, Mike and Mark would both appreciate that. The music is over. Podcast is done. Thank you all. Goodbye. <laughs> Peace.